Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up, and uh, welcome to yet another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. As always, if you don't know by now, you better ask somebody. It's your boy, DJ Billy A, and across the way from me is my man, 50 Grand. Get up on your microphone and tell him who you am, my friend. You want me to tell him? I do want you to tell him. I wouldn't ask. Okay. Mm. Hey, go Scotty, go Savvy, go Savvy, go Savvy. I've been around the world and I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't find my baby. Yeah. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy Savage O'Malley, aka Suckerfish Sav, aka The Oracle. Yes. Not the old Warriors Arena. No. But the Oracle, all knowing. Is that what they're called? Was that the last name, the Oracle? Is some of those arenas, it's just like I feel like they must just have a banner and they just change every other week. The name yeah, whoever, changes. Whoever so much. wants yeah. to pay, man. Whoever yeah, yeah. wants it, to pay. It's the Oracle Arena now. It's the Citibank Arena. Next week it's the fucking AMPM Arco Arena. Like it's just whatever. Hey. Yeah. Pac Bell. Yeah. SBC Park. Right. AT and T. Right. You know. I will say this. You know it's gonna be a good episode when we kick it off with somebody singing. Yeah, it's not, and not even singing. I'm talking about singing, baby. When you start an episode off with singing, you know it's gonna be a good one. That's what I'm talking about. You ain't lying. Yeah, excuse me a little bit if my voice sounds a little off. I'm 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 nursing a cold. We're in that weird time of year right now because we just come off all this fucking rain. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, finally, huh? Sun the sun shines out, so now everything is blooming. So it's the eternal question this time of year. Uh, am I sick or is it allergies? Am I sick? Is it? I don't know. And I'm always, I always lean toward allergies because I'm trying to be positive. I'm like, ah, it's just allergies. It's just allergies. It's just allergies. And then like, you know, three or four days later when I'm blowing my nose and I'm coughing and I'm taking, you know, Dayquil just to make it through work. I go, oh, fuck, it ain't allergies. <laughs> you know, but then, yeah, yeah, exactly. Pretty yeah, much. Hey. 
It's just allergies. allergies. I wish, but no, I think, I think I got a cold, but it's funny because you, this time of year, especially that's the question you ask, right? So you're like, all right, is it allergies? Am I really sick? But now there's a third question we put into the mix or is it COVID? Like that, that was never an option before. Now there's option three, like, okay, is this just a cold or is this just allergies or wait a minute? Is it COVID? So I have taken, you know, a couple of COVID tests because like I had said in the last episode, we went to a celebration of life for my wife's aunt. So and I was not about to make the same mistake I made, uh, you know, on Thanksgiving. So I was testing, taking my temperature every day, never Mm -hmm. had a fever, Mm -hmm. uh, took two COVID tests, both negative. So I felt confident in going uh, to this uh, the celebration of life and also coming here. You know, I, I let you know in the morning on the way, like, look, man, I got a cold, but no fever, no, no both two negative COVID tests. I don't feel that bad. I'm just a little congested, light cough. Um, but man, it's it's like a new world we live in. It's like COVID has retrained us now in order to uh, there's there's a whole different thing you have to think about now. It used to be my rule of thumb was. If, if you got a fever or you're throwing up, you stay home. Like, I don't ever want to hear somebody come into the office and be like, I'm not feeling so hot, but it's just 99.9. You know, I'm okay. Right. I'm right. okay. No, no. You take your 99.9 ass home. Go. Or the person that was like, you know, I think I just ate something that didn't agree with me. I threw up this morning, but I'm good now. I feel good now. I think I might try to eat later. No, no, no. You take your nasty throwing up mouth ass home take that shit home don't do that don't bring that in here so now there's that but the fucked up thing about covid right is that you could feel fine like and have covid and not even know it or the flip side of that is you could feel like absolute trash and test negative so it's like this weird world we're in right now where all you can really do is just test take all the precautions so i like i said i took two tests took my temperature constantly just monitoring myself and then from there make the educated decision on do i go out or not do i leave the house like it's it's weird man even though like i know a lot of people are like covid's over i've even seen people make comments like if you test positive now and you're telling people you're stupid like i've seen that like well wait a minute no 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 like what what if you're around like you know immune compromised people older folks like people that can't afford to catch something like this no don't shut your mouth like we still need to know but i think we've done what we can do like you know most people aren't wearing masks anymore we're back to going to games and and movie theaters and concerts like Mm -hmm. we're back to living our lives but if you feel sick the tests are cheap or in in some places they're giving them away for free it don't hurt to find out like i wouldn't want to come here and compromise anybody so like that's what that's what i did but it's it's weird man it's some weird shit like that we're in the middle of right now it's a it's different times and and i don't know if we'll ever go back to being normal like you know what i mean like i don't think there's ever a time now anymore in our lives where covid is not some kind of part of it right i'll tell you this i think that that you know there was a point where for a long time we didn't have weather here no no we there was not. no weather no it was it this was. is the first time that there's been weather like real weather we a, had four a real months true winter yeah 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 where it was just raining and raining and raining and people were like i know we need the rain but fuck yeah i'm tired of the rain after a couple months and what's funny is that's really what winter's supposed to be november to you know like february or march it's supposed to be cold and rainy and windy 
we haven't seen that in 10 plus 20 who knows forever mm-hmm. so yeah we we all got a little spoiled yeah because i was the same way it, it started in november i was like okay and then went into december and i was like okay and then it went into january and i was like whoa whoa whoa, whoa wait the fuck up now I, enough's enough for people hey mother nature yeah can we uh can we pump the brakes for a minute here it's getting yeah, a little I'm ridiculous i need you to go ahead and just uh yeah we're california man like i see i keep seeing all the videos posted to the guys that were like uh you know, uh, they they it, it'll be like a, a TikTok video where they go out to the mailbox with their umbrella and they come back and they're like high fiving each other, like, "Oh my God, you were so brave! No, you were brave! No, you were! I cannot believe you just did that! I like actually had to carry an umbrella today! Oh my God! Like, it's just like insane, dude. We are absolutely spoiled here in California. There's a reason we live here, man, and it's for the sunshine. I talked to a dude once. He was uh, he was at a uh, a chamber luncheon that I went to, and as we were leaving, I we exchanged cards because that, that's what you do. You network at these chamber events. And he was a banker and I gave him my real estate card. He gave me his bank card and said, if I ever knew somebody looking for a loan, he could help. And I said, man, you know, everybody, anybody I know right now is trying to get out of California. You know, everybody wants to leave because it's so expensive here. And he's like, you know what? He's like, you know what I call that? It's the sunshine tax. He's mm-hmm. like, you pay a little more to live here because California is fucking beautiful. California is amazing. He's like, it costs to live somewhere like, it costs to be no more than an hour and a half from the beach, but also maybe an hour and a half to two hours from the snow and within an hour of uh, a major river or a major lake or also a major city or a major sporting event. Like we are the epicenter of, of amazingness. And he's like, and that is gonna cost you. Yeah, it costs. He's like, so I call it the sunshine tax. If you don't like it, that's cool. I get it. Get the fuck out. But that's what it is. He didn't say get the fuck out. I added that myself. But okay. That, okay. Yeah, just say. <laughs> but yeah, man, it it, it you know, we're spoiled and it's beautiful here. And I was walking the dog this morning and I sent you a message, man. My God, what a beautiful day. I can't believe I live here. You know, look at this. And I'm sending you pictures of the castle that's out in my backyard. I have Preston Castle, which is literally a street up from my backyard. And it was Are you talking about Hillbilly Hogwarts? Hillbilly Hogwarts. That's right. It's the redneck. Harry Potter castle, <laughs> Preston Castle, absolutely, man. That's I'll tell I'm... you what, yeah, goddamn Harry, yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a wizard, boy. You better not, shit. Yeah, so I, I, I love it here, man. I've, and you know, I've never lived anywhere else. I'm born and raised in California, so I can't speak on other places. I'm sure there's inc- other incredible places. My buddy John left California and went to Colorado, and he will never come back. He loves Colorado absolutely loves it with a passion he's told me i need to get my ass over there and live there and i say you need to get your ass back here and live here you know that's just how it goes so it ain't where you're from right it's where you're at and right now the only place i've been at is here so i I love it but hey i heard it ain't where you're from but where you pay rent yes well that's true i I won't argue how much you make but how much you spent yeah who said that i like it you know when you th- let me know when you remember i don't remember so i'm hoping you'll tell me later then i'd like it but anyway man listen dude don't be such an outcast oh is that outcast yes now i remember okay got got gotcha 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 so speaking of music man yeah uh speaking of outcast hip not just hip-hop music but just music in general yeah you posed a couple of really interesting questions i'm very smart uh, you are very smart um don't tell anybody and uh both questions i said yo we got to talk about that on the on the podcast so the first question you posed to me uh-huh. so i'll i'll say the question and then we'll both give our answers and then they'll go into the next question so the first question you hit me with which i thought was great was what was the best song that you saw performed live doesn't have to be hip hop. 
Doesn't have to be rock, rap, soul, funk, R&B, country. You just wanted to know what's the best live performed song you'd ever seen. And I realized when you put that out there, I was like, shit, I've been to a lot of concerts. I started racking up concerts in my brain. And uh, the one I pulled, I had to go all the way back. I went back to 1995. So it was a cool, brisk evening. You might have been at this concert. You tell me after I. It was a cool, brisk evening in July at what was then called Cal Expo, the Cal Expo Amphitheater. Uh, it was the Beastie Boys, Bad Brains, and the opening act was DJ Hurricane, who had just dropped an album. DJ Hurricane was the, the Beastie Boys DJ, but he had dropped a solo album where he rapped. So he opened, then it went into Bad Brains that was a punk rock reggae band from Jamaica. They all had like long dreads and they did reggae, but they also were like, did like crazy ass punk rock. And then the Beastie Boys closed it out. Uh, And it was July, but it was a little bit cool for July. And I remember the Beasties ran through their set and they just tore the fucking house down. It was an amazing show. And they did what every band does. They walk off stage, right? And we know they're coming back for the encore and everybody is shouting, Beastie Boys, Beastie Boys. Be the entire Cal Expo is just chanting this. They walk back out on stage, pick their instruments up and Ad-Rock leans into the mic and goes, any requests and everybody was like in unison goes sabotage sabotage they start screaming sabotage and all of a sudden mca lays into that that thick ass groove on his bass he puts that nasty like distortion on his bass and the groove comes in mike d starts beating on his drums he's not a great drummer it's not a crazy riff but it's simple and it rocks so hard and then in comes ad rock with that i can't stand it i know you planned it i'm gonna set it straight this water when he comes in with the lyrics they lit the lights up real bright and shit started flashing and the crowd went absolutely freaking bananas dude and i would have to say for me and like i said i tracked through a lot of concerts in my brain but that moment was just so pure so simple i think that song is incredible the beastie boys aren't the most phenomenal musicians uh but when they pick up the mic the drums the bass and the guitar and they just laid out to me one of the simplest most rocking grooves ever with that song sabotage um it's a killer song uh, whenever they use it in movies or soundtracks, it always works really well. But that night on July of 95, uh, I think it was 95, I believe, at Cal Expo, man, I was fucking blown away. It's, it's one of the, to my, to this day, one of my favorite concerts I've ever been to. And that was one of my favorite, that was my favorite moment that I can think of, of a song being performed live. So... Were you at that concert? I was. Okay, I thought I bought so. DJ Hurricane CD too. Yes, I did as well and yeah. was disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple good tracks on there. Yeah, give me some elbow room. Give me some elbow room. I remember that track. It's kind of cool. So, uh, before I get to my answer, uh, yes. I post this on the socials. I got some answers. It's also very interesting to me Yes. that people can't comprehend things sometimes. Uh-huh. Or they just see things and they just 
think that it's something and they just go with it. Right, 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 right. And I like had to reread it to make sure that I wrote it right. But like, people were like, Sonny and Cher, Garth Brooks. And I was like, dude, that's not a song. Right, yeah, Those yeah, are yeah. artists. Yeah. What was your favorite song from that show? And then we were talking, yeah. So, uh, a couple um, that I got here. Um, so, my, my uncle said Whipping Post by the Zach Brown Band. Okay. The best song he's okay. ever, which is, which is very surprising to me because he's, you know, he's 70. Yeah. And he's pulling a Zach Brown band. Well, and Whipping Post is a cover, though, uh, from another band. And I, I'm having trouble remembering. Well, it's still his favorite performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, no. And, and listen, Whipping Post is a great song. Uh, the Allman Brothers, I believe, uh, originally did Whipping Post. Um, great track. And the Zach Brown band is one of those country bands that is more like traditional throwback little bit rock and roll, a little bit country, but they're old school. They're not doing this pop country shit, which is probably why your uncle likes them. They're a real band. Like, so for them to do an Allman Brothers track and to do Whippin' Post, which is incredible, I believe it's Allman Brothers. Tell your uncle if I got that wrong, I'm sorry, but I believe it's the Allman Brothers. That uh, I bet that was killer. I can only imagine. My friend, my friend Tracy, a.k.a. Vossi, a.k.a. Cavassier, uh, she said Earth, Wind, and Fire Reasons. Ooh, yeah. Oh, I bet that was killer, yeah. Um... So uh, Kelly said tie between Leonard Skinner, Freebird, and Eddie Vedder, Hunger Strike Acoustic. Oh, okay. Freebird. Uh, Play Freebird! Sweet Tea, a.k.a. my sister Tiffany, said Motorcycle Drive-By by by Third Eye Blind. Ah, Third Eye pulling the 90s out. All right. And she said hands down. So I appreciate the... I know. She was like getting uh, into My it, friend yeah. Jamie said, uh, Dream On, uh, Aerosmith, Lake Tahoe. Ooh. Yeah, 2015. I've seen them do that on TV. Um, she, he said, she said, uh, I know you only said only one, but uh, I saw Bruno Mars do Marry You in Hawaii, and that was a strong runner-up to my favorite mm, performance. Bruno's an incredible performer. Like, he kills it. Like, he's... This generation's uh, Jackson. My friend Adam, uh, who was the gentleman who... Sent me that book. Yes, right. The Hip Hop and Other Things Collection of Questions Asked, Answered, and Illustrated by Shea Serrano. Yes. That I've definitely read, Adam. (laughs) Sort of perused. Yes, gotcha. Browsed. He said, drive-by truckers playing Outfit when Jason Isbell was still with them at Mm. the Great American Music Hall. Okay, nice. Um, Also... I'm not a fish fan, but watching them keep time on a trampoline while playing guitars at Shoreline was pretty damn impressive. Fish, they've been at it a long time. They're a jam band. They just- yeah, so uh, we got those are the uh, those are the answers I got. And then also, I know that um, the Mad Cyclone answered it on Facebook, but he answered it wrong. He answered like he, it wrong. Yeah, oh, okay. well, he answered it like the person, and then he, and then he corrected it on Instagram. Okay. And, uh, oh, there it is. Uh, he said, uh, Fancy by Reba. Oh, okay. Got you, got you, got you. All what, right. It was his uh, favorite answer. I so. do remember him. So if you didn't see the post, uh, and now you're listening to the show, send us what your favorite song you've ever seen perform live yes. was, because we'd like to know. I, you just saw right now, we just listed off some things. That was all genres right there. That was yes. rock. That was country. That place. was... You know, Bill's talking about the Beastie Boys. Uh, so, 
the uh, the reason that I, I I was just randomly thinking about this one day is uh, I have been blessed to see some pretty incredible things. Mm -hmm. um, I saw, which is very near and dear to my heart, I saw Charlie Daniels Band. Yes. The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Yes. At the Stanislaus County Fair. Yeah. Which was, it, it was one of those things where I wish I had been cognizant enough to realize the greatness I was witnessing. How special the moment yeah. was. Yeah. Because I was a college kid. Yeah. You know? I was just like, yeah, Devil Went Down to Georgia, give me another beer, dude. Yeah. Right. Right. But realistically now, and if I, I wish I could, you know, it was great. I loved it. You right, know? right. Um, I have been blessed enough to see um, Wu-Tang Khan sing Cream. Yes. Uh, live. Great moment. Um, I have been blessed enough to see B.B. Um, King play The Thrill Is Gone mm. at uh, Ironside or Iron... Ironstone Amphitheater. Ironstone Amphitheater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was an amazing show. He was at the. He was towards the end. He couldn't stand. He was sitting the whole time, but, but his fingers worked just fine. Yeah, yeah. And the voice was fine. That was a magical moment. Still a master. Um, I saw one of my one of my favorite songs I ever uh, did see, uh, and this was not necessarily. It was. I liked the song because it was. It was right after 9/11 when Toby Keith had that song i'll stick my food my boot up your yeah yeah, yeah, your, yeah whatever yeah. that song oh, that yeah, was yeah. you know i'll stick my boot up your ass yeah. america's gonna kick your ass yeah whatever yeah, that yeah. song was i'm pretty uh, sure it's america's gonna kick your ass whatever that song I, was I, don't, I know what you're talking about yeah i don't right. remember the official title but i saw that at shoreline uh oh, okay and talk about getting the crowd hyped oh i bet dude it was right know, after 9 11 yeah yeah, yeah. So that was a fun show to watch um i have been blessed to see um yellow wolf Mm -hmm. who is my favorite artist Couple times, um, huh? yeah. per, um, perform um, my favorite song um, which I'm blanking out on right now because I'm talking about multiple different things it's off the love story album yes uh, yeah I don't remember now either I've seen him uh, I remember daylight blowing my mind when we saw him live like that's not on the love story album but I remember when he did that when it was so good live I absolutely love that uh, I love when uh, till it's gone. Till it's gone. Yes, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I was with you on both those Yellow Wolf shows. The hell happened to that guy? When's he coming around again? Come on, Yellow. But that is not my final answer. <laughs> Fine, sir. Okay. It's very funny to me. Yeah. My favorite song ever performed live was not at. Uh, oh, you know another one that I really liked. What? Uh, was and then this is back in the day when they only did it off off dat machines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we went to Capitol Throwdown at Arco Arena. Yes. And it was the first time anybody had ever heard "I Got Five on It" by the, the Loonies. Loonies. Yes. That shit yeah. blew our fucking mind. Yeah. That oh, was yeah. a great memory. Yeah, they didn't even have a DJ. They no. just like put on the tape. <laughs> hey, put this in. <laughs> it wasn't until I think Ice Cube came out and closed the show that he had an actual DJ like up there. Cube had a DJ, but the opening acts all came off of a digital analog tape which is like not even in existence anymore they're like run that debt man and yeah yeah drew down was performing and he introduced the loonies and yeah. was like i got my boys they're gonna come do a song and i can remember sitting there going i like the beat what the fuck is this drew come on do pimp of the year and let's move it on and then later that song blew like a oh my god like insane next level shit right that was the night cube did uh, when he did today was a good day he said in the 
the Kings, Kings beat, beat the, the Supersonics, Supersonics and, Arco and everyone crazy. lost their fucking shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it probably didn't happen all that often mm-hmm. back then. Yeah, <laughs> back in that era, yeah. Yeah, man, that, that was a great show. It's funny you bring that up. Yeah, you and I have been to a lot of shows together, so that was one I was there on that one, too. Yeah. 1998. Okay. Oakland Arena. Okay. Beastie Boys. Oh, shit. You're going Beastie Boys, too. All right. In the arena, like at Cal Expo, right? They're just on a stage. Right. Yeah, you, yeah. you know, you're out at a basically like an outdoor amphitheater almost. Yeah. Oakland Arena, right? We are obviously in an arena. Yes. And on the floor, they have this um, circular stage mm-hmm. that's rotating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like constantly rotating and moving. And obviously in the arena setting, you have the ability to use technology a little bit more to your advantage. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so I'm in there, I'm with my uh, former friend, Steve. Uh, That's another story. Okay, gotcha. Uh, But uh, ultimately we are not, um, whatever. So uh, he he's supposed to go with his lady. Him and his lady break up. He's got the tickets. He asked me to go. We go. And this was at the beginning, right, of like 98. No <laughs> phones. You got to turn your shit off. Like yeah, this yeah, was before, yeah. you know, yeah. right in the beginning. Like turn your Nokia off, dude. I don't want you fucking playing Snake while the song's going. Right, know? yeah. <laughs> so um, do the whole show. Beastie Boys are killing it. The thing's going crazy. The place is madness they right? put on a phenomenal show and it, 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 it's one of the things that we've talked about right there's certain like you can love the music right but that doesn't mean you're going to be good in person no at all 100 right like the greats do both no absolutely yeah, yeah, right absolutely. right like 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 wu-tang was cool yeah it was cool i wouldn't say it was great yeah yeah it was cool method man was great yes uh old young dirty bastard was great yes right I agreed Jizza was on drugs. Yeah, drunk something. Something Falling was up, right? On stage, yeah. Right. Disappeared. Rizza was cool. I meant Jizza, sorry. Not Jizza. Um Rizza. Rizza yeah, yeah. was great. Yeah, yeah. Right. But they were entertaining. Yes. There's a difference between singing and entertaining. Yes. Right? Yellow Wolf entertained. Snoop Dogg, even though he didn't really move, yes. entertained. He does his thing. Right? Yeah. yeah. Tech Nine is going crazy. People shit are going over the place, right? Yeah. Beastie Boys, they're entertaining. Yes. They're putting on a show. Yes. So we're there. Same kind of thing. Sabotage always at the end of the set list, right? They come back out for the encore. Thing drops, right? They're rocking. They're doing the thing. Sabotage place is going crazy, right? It's burning my memory. Right here. Crowd's going crazy, right? Yeah. Everyone's just feeling it, right? Lights are flashing, yes, right? Yes. This thing is going popping, right? Whole arena goes dark right here. Yeah. Black. Yeah. And then they wait. Before that comes back in, yeah. it's probably a good 30, 40 seconds. Right. And the anticipation, right, of that, of that coming back. And the lights come up on the screen. Right? They're rocking. Yeah. The thing's popping. Crowd's going crazy. Yeah. Silence. Yeah. In the entire arena. Right? And everyone's like, like the anticipation, right? It's yeah. just going crazy. And like five, ten seconds, and you're like, 
everyone's like, what, yeah. what's going on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, it's still black, right? And then all of a sudden one flash. Yeah. Then another flash, right? And then another flash. And then all the lights at once. Yeah. Right, right. One light right here, a flash. And another flash as they start to come back, right? Yeah. And then when he screams, right here. it's like everything at once. Yeah, dude. It was so good, man. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. All right now. They did that at Arco too, but it, it didn't go pitch black because we were, uh, not Arco, excuse me, Cal Expo, because it was outside. But they did all those similar effects. Yeah, they, they put on, it's one of the, and, and, and I didn't go to the Oakland show. The Oakland show was, uh, this was the, the Intergalactic tour where they were touring off that album. Because um, I'd seen them twice. If I would have known MCA was going to die, I would have gone to the Oakland show because that's the last time. Right. I was one of my hugest regrets because I can remember you telling me, sending me a message that you were going. But Jesse Higgins and I caught them in in like 94 at uh, at Lollapalooza with like a tribe called Quest right. and the Far Side and George Clinton and Parliament McFunkadelic. Then 95, they came to Cal Expo. And then they took a little break from touring in like California. And then they came back with the Intergalactic Planet, the Hello Nasty album. Mm -hmm. And they didn't come to SAC though. They came to Oakland. And I'm like, fuck Oakland. I don't want to drive to Oakland. You know, I've seen them twice and I didn't go. And then, you know, they really didn't tour that much after that. And then MCA passed. And I, it's one of my biggest regrets that I didn't catch them. Because I never got to see, them, to see them do Intergalactic Live, except on television, which is a killer track. Yeah, so that show in 98, here's the set list. The Move, Sure Shot, Pass the Mic, Time to Get Ill, Shake Your Rump, Time for Living, Egg Raid on Mojo, Sabrosa, Remote Control, <laughs> Super Disco Break-In, yeah. Push Shame in Your Game, Slow and Low, Body Moving, Lighten Up, Song for the Man, uh, the Maestro, Tough Guy, Root Down, Unite, Flute Loop, Paul Revere, Three MCs, One DJ, Something's Gotta Give, Gratitude, Heart Attack Man, So What You Want. That's a 27 song track list. Yeah, and those are all bangers. Right? Every single one of them's a banger. Encore, yeah. Intergalactic, and Sabotage. Yeah, huge. Blew the roof off. Yeah. Yes, that's one of my biggest regrets, man. If we did another episode where we talked about biggest concert regrets, that that's uh, that not going to see the Chronic tour in 2000 when it came to Arco Arena, uh, you know, those are two of my huge regrets. But yeah, if I would have known MCA was going to pass and that would have been one of my last chances to see him live, uh, yeah, huge, huge regret. Hey, yeah, be a yes man. Yeah, I know. Say yes. We talk about it all the time, right? Oh yeah. Hey. You, you got to commit to 18K for possible finals tickets all the way through? Yeah. Be a yes, man. Can't yeah. take it with you. Well, I did. Uh, now, it wasn't $18,000, but I did buy tickets to a uh, locksmith just announced his first headlining tour. And he is playing uh, He's playing uh, Harlow's in Sacramento. And, you know, I've, we've seen him at Harlow's open for Chris Webby. We've seen him in San Francisco open for MERS. I've seen him at the Torch Club, where he played a very small bar with the Kung Fu Vampire. So this is his actual first locksmith at the top of the bill. It's it's a locksmith show, mm -hmm. and he's gearing up to release an album, uh, and he's got a couple new tracks I really like. And he dropped, he's like, hey, Sacramento, I'm coming, my first headlining tour. And I was like, 25 bucks a piece. I bought two tickets, said, fuck it. And I hit my son, Will, up. I'm like, look, man, I know you didn't want to go see the genius, but I know that you told me you like Locksmith. Are you down? 
I bought the tickets. I said, if you don't want them, just let me know. I'll find somebody or I'll eat a ticket and just go by myself. I'm not missing this. I've seen Locksmith three times, but I'm, I've been there. How often can you say you were with an artist from the beginning? You know what I'm saying? Like as they grew and built and built, a Locksmith has hustled. We've watched Locksmith hustle and grind and get to this point where he is now. Since you and I started this podcast, you know, five years ago, he's built up such a following on his social media and 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 and, and on his streaming and and his, and his concerts that he's at the point where he can finally do this. And I'm like, fuck that, I'm going. Like it's a it's a Friday night. I don't care who opens. I'm gonna see Locksmith. So yeah, I said yes. I bought the tickets. My son said he wants to go. Like I said, man, uh, what I learned from the genius when I didn't go to the genius is I regretted it. So even if my son flakes and I can't find somebody else to take the ticket, I'll sell it and I'll go by myself or I'll eat the 25 bucks and just go by myself, whatever. But I'm going, I said yes. Long story short, I said yes. Short story long. Yeah, short story long, <laughs> I said yes. So I'm stoked to see Locksmith. So we did not talk about that at all. So it's pretty funny that both of our favorite oh, songs is Sabotage. I it Sabotage, it was mind blowing. Yeah, I think that is awesome. And the Beastie Boys just in general uh, it will always go down as probably one of the best concerts concerts I've ever seen. How many groups can, uh, you know, do a traditional old school rap song where it's just the three of them and a DJ, and then they can go and pick up the instruments and do a straight up punk rock rocker that has the crowd moshing. Then they bring out their bongo player and they just do an instrumental with no vocals. The one thing I remember about the 94 show that blew my mind was at one point they just did one of their groovy, like really soulful, funky instrumentals. And they had a big giant disco ball come down. I, they may have done it at Cal Expo too, but they for sure did it in, at Lollapalooza. The disco ball came down, started to spin, and then they shot lights off of it. And the lights were then rotating and spinning around the entire arena. So we were all covered in these little lights from this disco ball. It was so badass. And then they're just playing this doom, 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 boom, 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 instrumental that's funky with the lights flashing. I mean, they they just did it all, man. It, 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 I remember at Cal Expo, oh no, excuse me, at Lollapalooza, they weren't the headliner. They were second to last. The headliner was um, the Smashing Pumpkins, who in 94 was a massive band. That was the grunge era. They were huge. They were about as big as you get. They were up there with Nirvana at the time. They had a massive hit song, a huge record. The Beastie Boys finished. And both Jesse Higgins and I, neither one of us were big. I said, do you want to stick around for Smashing Pumpkins? I'm, at the time, I was very close-minded. I kind of wish I'd stuck around now. At the time, I was close-minded. I was like, I don't really care about these guys. Do you want to beat traffic? Do you want to go? Jesse was like, yeah, we could go. We turn around to leave and notice that about maybe half, maybe a little less, it looked like a little less than half of Shoreline Amphitheater was leaving as well. And as we're walking out, I look at Jesse Higgins and I go, how do you follow that? And the guy in front of me turned around and he went, you don't. <laughs> He's like, they should have headlined. That's just all there is to it. I mean, they've been around since the 80s, man. And right. they, they got classic after classic, even back then. When you saw them in Oakland, they had another classic record. Like, it's just hit after hit after hit of any kind of genre you want. You want rock, you want funk, you want instrumentals, you want hip hop, you want punk. You want some reggae? They do everything, dude. It was probably the greatest show I've ever seen. And, and I think it's amazing that you and I are right on the same page with that. So that was one question you yeah. asked me. That was one. Yeah. 
The other question you asked me that this one was a little more difficult for me was you said, name three artists that were a massive influence on you. Three albums. Was three it albums. albums? Excuse me. Three albums that were a big influence on you that you love, not hip hop related, not rap. Right. Well, this was a little bit trickier for me because as I just mentioned, I was very close minded. So for a good chunk of my life, I was hip hop, hip hop, hip hop, rap. Get that rock shit out of here. Get that country shit out of here. I'm sorry if I'm offending anybody. I don't feel that way anymore. Uh, get the rock out of here. Get the rap out of here. Even get the R&B out of here. I didn't like R&B till later. <coughs> um, I was very close-minded. So I started thinking and I'm like, holy shit, everything I love is connected to hip hop. Even when I started to open my mind and get into rock and roll and get into reggae and get into other forms of music, there was always a hip hop element like, oh, it would be rock rap or it would be sublime where they had a DJ or it would be Incubus or the Deftones who had a DJ, but then also would bring in guest rappers or tour with rappers or it was Limp Bizkit or it was Rage Against the Machine or it was 311. So that I had to go back to um, back into like the elementary school days. Cause you, you tried to give me a pass. You reached out and you're like, look, Bill, I think something like a Lincoln park would be okay. Cause they're a rock band. Yes. They rap. So, so I looked at it like this. Yeah. Like if you look up rap yeah, and they come up, then that shouldn't count. Yes. So beastie boys wouldn't count. Like you can like life still is a rap album. A hundred percent. So that's how I looked at it. Like a lot of people incorporate rap into their stuff, right? Like let's say, and, and you may go there, you may not, I don't know, right? I would not consider Rage Against the Machine rap, but they do rap in their stuff sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of where And I, I respected you trying to give me that out because that that's, you know, putting that rule in there. But I liked the challenge of it. I'm like, no, no, I am not. I'm going to take any form of rap off the table. I like this challenge. I'm going to think of albums that influenced me, that changed my life that I loved, that had nothing to do with hip hop. And I had to take it back to my youth. So number three for me was one of the first tapes I ever bought with my own money. As a kid, I did chores around the house. I worked for my grandma, I worked for my parents. And I bought the tape, Chuck Berry, The Great 28. Okay. I loved, at somewhere I had heard Johnny Be Good. Maybe it was in the Back to the Future movie because that came out in, I think, 85. So I would have been in elementary school then. I loved Johnny Be Good and I wanted to hear more of Chuck Berry. So I got this tape and it was called The Great 28 and it was 28 of his greatest hits. And as a kid, I played this tape until I wore it out. I fucking loved this album. Uh, I mean, we all know Johnny Be Good, obviously. You know, way back up in the woods among the evergreens, I stood a log cabin made of earth and wood. Little country boy named Johnny Be Good had that one. It had a uh, riding along in my automobile. My baby beside me at the wheel. Just cruising and playing a radio with no particular place. It had that, no particular place to go. It had. Um, my ding-a-ling, you know, when I was swimming over, snap a turtle crick, my ding-a-ling, my ding -a -ling. Hey, I mean, Chuck Berry just roll over Beethoven, roll over Beethoven, and tell Tchaikovsky the news. Oh, man, I mean, every song on there, I could sing it front to back. 
and I air guitared every guitar solo in my living room with a broom, with a with a mop handle, whatever it was. I was doing his little duck walk move, and okay, okay. oh my god, dude, I loved that tape so much. I even ended up buying it on CD later, uh, and I now have a Chuck Berry's Greatest Hits on record that I found, one of my favorite old school vinyls I found at a thrift store. Love it. Love that album. That that album shaped me, man, as a youth. I saved my money and bought that. Number two, um, one of the first, not the first CD I bought, but one of the first non-hip-hop CDs that I bought. Before I had my driver's license, uh, when we lived in Amador County, we still went to uh, Kaiser for our medical appointments. Well, Kaiser was in South Sac. And in South Sac, there was a Tower Records. And I remember telling my dad, hey, if we're going to be down here, can we hit the Tower Records? Like, there's a, there's an album I really want. He's like, yeah, we'll go there first and then go. And I had heard, somewhere I had heard, I Shot the Sheriff by Bob Marley. So I wanted to get a Bob Marley Greatest Hits. Now, I ended up picking up the pinnacle Greatest Hits. It's one of the biggest selling albums of all time. I got Bob Marley and the Wailers Legend. And, you know, that was back. You remember the CDs used to come in the big cardboard box mm-hmm. with the plastic wrapped around it. And you had to tear into the. So I'm sitting we're sitting in the waiting room waiting for my doctor's appointment. I'm getting a checkup or something. And I've tore the CD out and I'm looking at it and I'm staring at the liner notes. My dad didn't even. This is how long ago it was. My dad didn't have a CD player in his car. So we couldn't listen. I couldn't listen to it till I got home. So I'm just staring at it, salivating, looking at this album, dude. It just come on. Can we get this fucking doctor's appointment? So I go home and have my mind blown. I mean, you can't not feel good and listen to that music. But I mean, don't worry about a thing. I said every little thing gonna be all right. I rise up this morning. I mean, Buffalo Soldier. Oh my God. Just, I mean, jamming Buffalo Soldier, Three Little Birds. I shot the sheriff. Uh, uh, What's a redemption song? Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. That album changed my life. It made me feel good. Made me realize there was music outside of a hip hop realm in other countries that were be- was being made and shaping. Made me realize how many artists were were affected by him, like Bob Marley, like so many influenced so many. Like if you're reggae now, you owe Bob Marley. Like like right. like peep. There's a saying: Bob when Bob Marley died, he took reggae with him because like nobody's changed the game of reggae basically since bob marley like so bob marley and the whalers legend that's my number two number one again so i told you the first tape i ever bought with my own money the first vinyl that i ever bought when a kid because my parents had the tape deck radio record player was our home theater system our yeah, yeah, home yeah, stereo yeah. system i uh, can see it in my, in my- uh, yeah and it was nothing fancy you know I, I i probably later on as a kid had a nicer one in my bedroom it was a york but my parents had one of those and I saved my money and we went to, I think it was Gemco at the time in Sacramento. Don't think they, they don't exist. I not, I don't think they don't exist anymore. Uh, I saved my money for forever and I bought Thriller. Thriller. Uh, 
I mean, my God, it's the biggest selling album of all time. It absolutely changed my life. I mean, there is, it's only nine tracks. There's not, I mean, you're talking about Billie Jean, you're talking about Beat It, you're talking about Thriller, you're talking about PYT. I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on. As a kid, I can remember again, tr uh, putting on my church shoes and trying to do the moonwalk to Billie Jean on the kitchen floor and my mom getting pissed because my church shoes left black marks all over the floor like they, they they somehow left back black scuff marks all over the floor and i remember being mad that i couldn't pop up on my toes mm -hmm. because michael had things in the tips of his shoes so he could do that so the only time i could do that was when i got new shoes like the first day they were stiff you could pop up on them but my mom would always get mad because i was jacking my shoes up like right. stepping up on my toes so the moonwalk was so iconic and i just i wore that record out man i still had that record all the way up until we we moved to pine grove and then i and i really my one of my biggest regrets is when michael jackson became not cool anymore and then records were out i like used it as a frisbee in my room and threw it around and, and until at the point where it was destroyed uh, but I had the original Thriller vinyl from the 80s when it was released, and I wish I still had it. Like, I'm sorry that I was an idiot and destroyed it. Um, but yeah, man, those are my three. Chuck Berry, The Great 28, Bob Marley and the Whalers Legend, um, and um, Michael Jackson Thriller. And if I had to pull one off the bench, uh, Prince, Purple Rain. Okay. Would be now, the question is this. Are these albums, like, right now, you're not going to listen to hip-hop you go to still? Yes. Oh, yeah. I've got Thriller, Chuck Berry, and the only one I don't have is Bob Marley, but I still listen to Bob Marley regularly. I do need to get Legend on vinyl, but I have Chuck Berry on vinyl. I have Purple Rain on vinyl. I have Thriller on vinyl. Just don't have that Bob Marley, and I need to get that. So, yes, absolutely. Definitely would go to any of the. I love that shit okay yeah okay so, so i can tell you this uh yeah it's about to get popping up in here i love it let's go three albums yes please. not hip-hop yes related i'm gonna tell you this right now uh i'll give you my off the bench okay yeah 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 first. i meant to start there and i forgot yeah and this is and this is probably why I gave you the uh, the out. Yeah. Uh, hybrid theory from Lincoln Park is going to be uh, my off the bench. That's great. just something that I go to monthly. I got it. It's I, great workout I, I, music. I, I go to it monthly. It's a great. Lincoln Park is my workout music. They're so good for that, man. They pump you up. Um. All right. Number three. As a young buck. Uh huh. All right, young savvy. I got this album. Uh-huh. In the bin. Okay. At best. Best. No longer exists either. Yeah. So we're really showing our age. Yeah, here. yeah. Jemco and best. The Did you go to Montgomery Wards after that? After yeah. You went to best. Yeah, we yeah. did. <laughs> I figured. Picked up some silver tabs at Miller's Outpost. There you go. That's the right. That's what's up. Then uh they didn't have any, so I went to Bino's. Nice. There you go. And That's we picked up dinner at Jumbo and then went home. Yeah. Oh, the Jumbo. I'll be market. here all fucking day. I Jumbo hey. Market. Do you remember Jumbo? Yeah. Do I remember Jumbo? I know you do. Do I remember Jumbo? Bro, are uh, you really asking me that? No, nah, that was a stupid question. I apologize. Yeah, Jumbo. Fuck. I forgot about Jumbo. That's I could do nice this call. all day. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yes, you could. So I'm ready. Billy Idol. 
Ooh. Vital Idol. Ooh, good one. Good one. Album came out in 85. So I probably got the cassette when I was, I don't know, 10, 11, when I had like a little, picked it up and best. My, my I got a Walkman. It was like oh, game yeah. changing. Like I was independent. I had my own Walkman. I, yes. My mom, my dad let me pick out like two or three tapes. Vital Idol. It's got White Wedding, Moni Moni, Dancing With Myself. Yes. Rebel Yell? Uh, no, that's on a different album. Okay, uh, okay. That's on the album before it was Rebel Yo. It was I got you. 90, uh, 83, okay. Years before. But that album, I listened front to back for... Ever. I wore the, yeah. wore the writing off the, yeah. the thing. I've had those tapes. Uh, another one that I got then, which isn't on my list, but I got the Jay Giles Band. Ah, okay. You know, yeah, Centerfold. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so that's number three. Okay. Uh, number two for what me. What was four? Sit, tell me. Uh, the Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. Yes, yes. Okay, good. Got it. Uh, number f- number two uh-huh. is going to be um, the Metallica Black album. Oh, okay. Uh, Metallica Black album came out when we were in high school. I believe it dropped in 93, 94. Okay. Give or take. Um, and, uh, oh, I lied. 91. Wow. Okay. Uh, so that was out when we were in high school. And uh, it was just like, it was different than regular heavy metal. Sure. But it was still heavy metal. Yes. And I don't know why, but I just loved the sound. And it was something that I always just, it was, I was drawn to it. Yeah. Enter Sandman, Sad But True, Unforgiven, Wherever May I Roam, Through the Never, Nothing Else Matters. These are all songs that if you don't listen to metallica and you heard them you'd be like oh i've heard that yeah before. you know i've heard that in a movie i've heard that part somewhere. of the pantheon absolutely yeah 100 and so uh that is 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 what i go to that several times a year yeah when i'm taking a break from hip-hop or nothing's really making it pop or any of that kind of stuff so um definitely metallica the black album uh it's also as i got older it opened up the um open up the door to explore them as an artist or as a band more Mm -hmm. and there's several tracks that are metallica based that i overlooked when i was younger because i wasn't a heavy metal guy that i really enjoy uh things like where the or with whom the bell tolls yeah yeah oh yeah yeah. you know you throw me a deep dark bell bro yeah (laughs) it's 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 like you know like the piano and you love you love the piano you i love the piano you love the uh Horns, the horns, good horn section's crazy. Yeah, you'll stop for a horn. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So uh, that is that's my number two. Nice. And my number one. Any guesses? Thriller. Thriller's a great, great. I had Thriller. I had the tape. Yeah. I had the. I think. uh, Well, I didn't have the CD. No, it's not. It's not Michael Jackson. Okay. Uh, No, then I'm not sure. I'm curious. It's kind of a little bit like yours, but a little bit different. Okay. This album absolutely is constantly on repeat every year for me at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Johnson in Between Dreams. Okay. Is that the one with the yellow cover? Yeah. Yes. This, okay. this album is... You want to chill out and relax and just kind of... Yeah, yeah. Vibe. Feel you want a vibe, music. dude? Feel good. You want a fucking vibe, dude? I do want a vibe. It's all about the vibes. Want a vibe, dude? Kids. Go get some carne asada, dude. Yeah. We're talking better together. Banana pancakes. 
sitting, waiting, wishing, staple it together. Mm. Hey, call it bad weather and staple it together. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Breakdown. Do you remember? This album came out in 2005. Put Jack Johnson on the map. Uh, he's, I wouldn't call him reggae. I'd call him, I don't even know how to categorize him. It's he's almost like folk music kind of. Kind of yeah. folk slash reggae slash Hawaiian. Yeah, yeah. It's just good. You, you're absolutely right when you say it's a vibe. It's a definitely mellow, good vibe, make you feel good music. I would say that album is very similar to the Bob Marley and the Whalers legend. It's tough to listen to it and not feel good. You know, like it's tough to put something like that on and still be in a shitty mood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, be pissed off right now. Yeah, exactly. I was sitting, waiting, wishing you believed in superstitions. Right. Maybe you'd see the signs. And to this day, he still headlines festivals. He's still going. Like, he tours quite a bit. Leonard Burns, guy we went to school with. Uh, Mr. TikTok? Yeah, so, man, does well on TikTok, does well. Gives me advice on how to work our social medias better. He helps me out quite a bit. Um, goes and sees them regularly. Like, when they played, when they announced a, a big festival in Long Beach in February, he's like, I'm there, I'm there. And he was just there recently, up close and personal, seeing him play live, like, yeah, Jack Johnson is still going and still got it. Right. So that's my three, man. Oh, that's a good one. Well, a three good and one. a bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, meant to, I meant to tell you beforehand I was going to pull something off the bench because that's what we do here at the 209. So I just assumed there was a bench guy yeah. coming in. That's good. I'm glad because I had almost forgotten about mine. But yeah, no, I, I love those questions, man. Anytime that we get the opportunity to talk music, because that's really what we started this podcast to do. And we've kind of, I don't want to say strayed from it, but we're so all over the place with everything in the topics that sometimes I feel like we, you and I forget. Like, oh, wait a minute. This is a music podcast. Like, let's talk it, some music, baby. Hey, and the beauty of it is, you know, we kind of, and this happens a lot, is, you know, we don't have a concrete itinerary. No. We've got a suggestion. Loosey-goosey. A loosey-goosey popper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is, man. But uh, when you pose those questions to me, when you hit me up via uh, Messenger and was like, what do you think of this? I'm like, yo, we got to talk about that, man. We've got to talk about both of those because those are great questions. And I'm still tripping on the fact that you and I both had sabotage. For and we, and, and yeah. again, we did not talk about it. No. It was not discussed. It was not, hey... I'm doing this. What's yours? Oh, that's mine too. That's crazy. And, like, and when you brought that one up, it wasn't. I went back through my concerts and thought about them all, and it wasn't even close. Like that one was hands down. Like it wasn't even. Like there wasn't somebody. I was like, oh, but man, there was this one song. It wasn't like I was like on the fence or debating. I was like, I went to this concert, this concert, this concert. Nope, it's sabotage. It's sabotage. Hands down, sabotage. Like nobody else even came. Was even hardly in the ballpark. Like not even close. Well. Here's what I'm going to need from you people. All right. You people. Yeah. If you didn't answer the, what were your favorite performance you've ever seen live? Right. Definitely let us know. Yeah. Also, we'd love to know some albums that you are constantly going to. Now, I understand that some of you guys that listen to this record, uh, this uh, podcast, you don't go, you're not as hip hop heavy as we are. Right. But... I can know. I can tell you this is what we have seen from all of you lovely two hundred nine pod squatters. Is you're very eclectic. Yes, you're all over the board. Got great so taste I, great, and ranges. Yeah, great taste and ranges. So when you're not listening to the two hundred nine till infinity podcast, and you have a go to album or two, what are they? 
Because I'd like to know. I'd love to. We would love to know. We'll talk about it. We will. You'll expand the conversation. And this this is one of those conversations that could go on forever. I mean, I could talk about... I mean, we listed our top three. I could name you ten other albums that aren't, you know. That... I could, I could literally, like, every time we have a conversation like this, I'm like, cut. I'm, people aren't making the list. Yeah, yeah. But I want them to be on the list. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, it's tough to do. Like, there's a lot of people on the cutting room floor that I was like, I'm sorry. You know, I had to dry my tears and be like, I apologize. It's not that you aren't good. It's not you. It's me. It's me. You know, like one of those deals, like a bad breakup. You know what I'm saying? So hit us up. Let us know. Next week, we're going to dig in on The Mandalorian. Yes. The Mandalorian is back. Season three. Season three. Uh, we know that you might not have had a chance to get to all of the episodes. So what we're going to do is we're just going to talk about probably the first kind of general three or four episodes. Just kind of right. let you know where the season's at. Right. And we'll kind of dig into that and see, you know, talk about the, the show and, and, and what's happening, where we think it's going, and, and, and uh, what we think about it so far. Yes. And maybe in a couple weeks, we'll talk about what you guys think about uh, your albums and your uh, songs that you've seen live. Yeah, absolutely. We'll add to it. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So tell us uh, what the, the great words of George Clooney says. <laughs> the immortal words of my man, George Clinton. Oh, shit. Anything good is nasty, but it ain't good unless you blick my chick my cack cack See, you see what you did, man? But it ain't good unless you play with it. So go out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, we will see you in the 209. See ya. Johnny, be good, baby. No song I could sing, and there is no combination of words I could say, but I will still tell you one thing we're better together.